in Rome, there's a church or a chapel, really it's not a full-on church, it's just a chapel called the Bone Church. It's a, there's a, it's a Capuchin church, it used to be Capuchins, and um, in the chapel there's all these bones around. The whole walls are covered with bones, skulls and femurs and everything, you can see it all. They, they say there's about 4,000 Capuchins buried in that church. And it's, uh, the, t- there's an inscription as you walk in, and it says, What you are now, we once were, and what we are now, you will be soon. And so it's a reflection on the shortness of our lives and the fact that death comes for us all. This is true, right? We, we recognize this is true. What, what can cause a change? Unless something changes, this is our, our fate. What can cause a different outcome? What can change this experience? We have medicine, right? We can avoid death for a while, but we can't avoid it forever. Jesus also saw death taking those who he loved, who were close to him. Today we see him experiencing the death of his friend Lazarus. Of course, we know uh, he must have been there when Joseph died. And so there's probably others who he experienced their passing as well. When, when Lazarus dies, Jesus enters into the sorrow of Martha and Mary. He's there with them. He too experiences this death. He himself weeps. So that his foreknowledge, God's foreknowledge of future things, doesn't stop Jesus from experiencing the sorrow or the sadness that we feel at the loss of our loved ones. Jesus isn't some kind of unfeeling robot, and he doesn't expect us to be either in the face of death. However, Jesus does invite those who believe in him to understand that through his power, through his will for our salvation, we can have a different outcome after death. For Jesus, death is temporary. He he says... It is falling asleep, right? He uses that today in other places in the Gospels. Jesus calls those who have died to rise. O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them. To be a Christian is to have our lives transformed by the reality of the resurrection. Not the philosophy of it, not the idea of it. Christians don't simply believe or think the resurrection of the body is a reality. They know it is. They have certainty of this. And that allows them uh, to change their lives, how they live their lives, how they experience their lives. So let's try to connect this to the Mass. We're on our last weekend before Palm Sunday, and so we're going to do the concluding rites, or at least connect it to that today. The experience of the Mass each week is given to us so that we are renewed in this knowledge of the resurrection. As we encounter the risen Lord in the Eucharist, we become witnesses to the truth that Jesus did overcome death. The Mass is a chance for us to be nourished by His Word, by the sacrifice we offer, and then to be sent out, to be sent out into the world. In the concluding rites of the Mass, one of the Um, phrases is go and announce the gospel of the Lord 
where we are sent out to share what we have seen, what we have witnessed. And if we have allowed Christ to possess us, if we have allowed him to enter into us and receive us again and take possession of our lives, we now go on mission into the world when we go out the doors of the church. Sometimes we don't act on this sending. We, week after week we come to Mass, but we don't act on the missionary mandate that we have received. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. We, we simply come back again without having done the mission. Father Mike Schmitz uses the example of the no-huddle offense, if you're familiar with that. Uh, football, there's, if you're running out of time and you're trying to move the ball quickly, instead of huddling for the play, you just go right to the line and you, you call a play from the line or, or maybe you have several in, the, in your mind that you're going to run. Uh, so he uses that analogy to say sometimes we as Catholics, we run the no uh, offensive huddle. We just huddle. We just come back and we huddle again and we go out and then we huddle again. We don't run plays, but we simply huddle. And so the invitation is to think of this, if the Mass is the huddle where we come and get the play, then going out is running the plays, is going out to share what we have received, to do the play is to be missionaries. So the Mass is meant to be this continuation into the rest of the week. It's eminently practical in one sense that we take what we have received and we go out from here and we share that with the world around us. But often we don't see this as part of what we are called to do. I think we've kind of maybe lost that sense at times. We can be really good at coming to Mass, right? I'm, I'm pretty good at coming to Mass. Uh, but are we ever really doing what the Lord asks us to, do, us to do outside of Mass? Now, of course, sometimes we do just need to come and receive, right? We just need to rest in the Lord. Sometimes we're pretty beat up. Sometimes we're worn down. Sometimes we're just overwhelmed with everything. And so we just need a place where we can come and receive and be built back up and receive God's grace. That's true. But the question is, do we ever make an effort to bring souls to Christ? Are we cognizant of that? Do we ask the Lord to use us as his ministers of his word? Or do we just come here week after week, never thinking we have anything else to do? Maybe it's never occurred to us before that we're meant to do something outside of the Mass. When we leave the Mass, we're being sent. We are being offered to uh, the, the needs of the world. We're instructed to go forth to live what Jesus has taught us, to be his disciples in the world. When we have this living connection with Jesus, when we've experienced him in the Mass, and we've allowed him to change us, we can change from the walking dead, you might say, who are on our way to death. As we traverse this life, we are slowly moving toward the end of our days, whatever, whenever they may come. And if we are apart from Christ, that's the reality, right? That is our fate. But when we're with Christ, when Christ has come into us and changed our hearts, changed our lives, changed our trajectory, when we understand and know that this transforming power of God is at work in us, that dynamic changes, right? There's something that changes in our lives. And that should be visible to the world around us. We're certainly moving still towards death, but in a different way, a different experience of what that death is, a death that is merely asleep, that we shall rise again. 
It is this which will lead people to search and to seek out this relationship with Jesus. People are looking for it, right? They, they need to see this. We know we are made for more than this life. It's written in our very bones that we recognize this desire to go beyond what we can experience. But we have a hard time believing this, don't we? We have a hard time believing this. Unless we encounter a witness, someone who believes this and lives according to that belief. Now, people don't come to Christ simply in a vacuum. We don't simply come to the Lord without something happening. We do usually do this in small groups or through others. Discipleship requires friends who help us and lead us to Jesus. None of us is strong enough to do this on our own. We need to be inspired by other people. As Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So, dear friends, might we, might we attempt to live the Mass each day? To be a witness of Jesus, of Jesus' resurrection. Indeed, let us go and announce the gospel of the Lord.